0: Hello and welcome back to Tradey Business School. It's the podcast where we have real conversations and share insights and tips on how you can run your trades or contracting business more profitably, easily and enjoyably. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Brian Santos. How are you today?
1: Hey, Miranda. I'm great.
0: Great. So excited to have this conversation with you, Brian. We're going to be chatting about how to boost the productivity of your team. We were just talking about it off air, off recording, however, whatever you call uh, that these days uh, prior to this. And this is a conversation we had with some of our clients the other day. We wanted to bring a good part of it to you. So let's start with uh, a little bit about productivity. Brian, what do you notice in businesses, uh, and especially with clients, what are you noticing is going on for them when productivity is down? How How do the people show up?
1: Yeah, good question. So often often what we see or we hear from uh, business people in general, but particularly obviously in the trades and construction space, staffing is a real, real issue, right? Not just finding good people, but even when you get the people on board is that they A, show up and B, do the job properly or do the job properly in the, in the sense that, you know, you don't have to be there and follow them up and check in or you know, that the, the job's been delayed and that sort of stuff, which always comes back to you as the owner of the business to be on top of them and and, and all that sort of stuff. So in terms of, I guess, productivity, there's a lot of leak, leaks in the bucket, so to speak, a lot of wastage of energy, of time, of, you know, the job's taking longer than they should. And that's kind of how I see it or at least how I, I hear it from uh, from our clients and people, you know, uh, in the trades industry. Mm.
0: Absolutely, and then and then there's things like there's carelessness and sloppy jobs, and things where they're kind of doing it, but it has to be redone. So productivity is kind of they're like doing it, but it's time wasting in a way. So it's, it's got to be fixed. You've got to go back and, and go back to site again because the customer calls and reports something. You know, it hasn't been done properly. They've missed a step. though carelessness. So you know, there's a, there's often even a, a lethargy, and I, I hear people going, "Why? Why does they? Why don't they care?" Um, or they'll do it for a couple of days and then they stop doing it the moment you turn your back as a business owner they're like "Geez, like you know i got them on track had this meeting everyone said they're on board and they're doing it and then i turn my back and they go back to their throw ways
1: mm. yep. yeah and that's that's what it comes down to i think is the lack of or at least perceived care uh, like they don't give a crap and again as a business owner it affects you not just, you know, the 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 length it takes to do a job, but it's stressful. Like it's more work on you to then think about, geez, I have to follow that up or the client's going to come back to us and, and all the rest. Yeah, so it, it affects you guys and gals on on several different levels if it's not done right.
0: Yeah. So let's flip it to what it's like in a business where the team is productive. What, what sort of, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'll get you to add to this in just a moment, Brian, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is it's like it's an energy where people want to be there. I mean, I suppose it's the flip side of caring. They, they do not caring. They do care.
1: Yeah. They,
0: they seem vested in it and they follow through.
1: Yeah, 100%. And the, and the word that comes to mind, which we often talk about with, you know, our clients and the people that we try to encourage is ownership. The word ownership. And while you are listening out there are the owners of your businesses to get ownership from your your team members like they own their job they own the results they they know their roles and responsibilities and responsibilities specifically in the sense that they own what they do and the and the output that they produce I think that that's that that would make a huge difference. If if each of your staff members, at least each of your key staff members team members had real ownership and really cared about it, I think that would just transcend if that's the right word your business and and probably your motivation levels um in your business as well
0: yeah and there's a word you just mentioned there brian word you just mentioned which is the key uh one of the the big keys to productivity that we're going to unpack today so you know how to boost the productivity of your team and the answer to that is to uh to ensure that they're motivated and So we're, there's these three types of motivation that we're going to talk about today. And the, I suppose the takeaways from this that we'd love to so listen out for these is think about the three types of motivation that we're going to talk about and how you could apply these to your business and to each individual in your business and even to yourself. Because these are the secrets to getting people to show up in all of the ways that we've just talked about that you want. We'll start though, just to clarify you know what is motivation and motivation. We're all on the same page, everyone you're out there listening. We're all on the same page wherever you are. um It's the drive to achieve your goals or um or sometimes your needs, and it's it's often a feeling or an excitement. We had a chat about this with clients the other week, and they very much described it as a feeling, didn't they, Brian?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah
0: kind of like uh, I, you know, maybe you could even think of as a fire comes from within, obviously. Yet it was really interesting because what motivates people is often very different. And I suppose when you think about what happens when you feel motivated, you want to do things. There's an energy that comes from within you to take actions, to do the thing, to achieve the goal, right? It, um, it's not like when you feel motivated, it's often because, well, I mean, there's different ways we'll talk about, but it does, You, it, it has to spark something within you. There's reasons people get motivated, but ultimately when you are motivated, it comes from within. So this conversation is around how can you spark that thing within your team members so they are motivated and they become productive.
1: Absolutely. And I know we'll probably touch on this as well, but to get motivated in the first place is is key right but then to to maintain that level of motivation beyond just that initial spark I think will be an important thing to at least touch on or consider today
0: yeah absolutely just go there right now Brian I reckon right now (laughs) let's jump straight there (laughs) is often I I love that conversation because often what I'll say to people I just don't feel motivated I'll go okay so do you have a trouble starting doing this thing or do you Start the thing and then stop doing the series of repetitive things that you need to do to achieve the goal. What what, ha- what What's the most predominant answer, Brian? I know you were there the other day when we asked our, at the group coaching, I said, well, what do you do? Do you have more trouble starting or more trouble maintaining? What was the resounding?
1: It was maintaining. It was maintaining. People can, you know, I guess that's why you're often in business because you have started into your own business. You've given it a crack because, You're a you're a tradesperson, and you've got. I'm motivated to leave my job and do this for myself and my family. So you've started it. You were motivated, that initial spark to get going, and then you you know it can only take you so far, right? Uh, There's a saying: what what got you here may not always get you there. And so the maintaining or or you know bringing uh, your motivation to get you to the next level was definitely um, a common thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's. It's often, and the entrepreneurial mind often likes the shiny new thing, likes the idea of the goal, or uh, and not even the entrepreneurial mind. I mean, how many of you out there listening have decided that you're going to start on a health regime and you go and buy all the good foods and you do it for the week and then, you know, one day the alarm doesn't go off and you don't get up and go to the gym and that's in it. That's it. I'm off the plan. I'll start next month now. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll start again. It's
1: not me because it sounds really a lot like actually.
0: <laughs> Sounds a lot like many people um, yeah. out there. to start the thing and then and then it's it's doing it repetitively. So, and this is where having making sure that you're balanced and connecting in regularly with the different types of motivations and within that, what actually motivates you will keep you maintained. You've got to keep connecting in on that. So the first type of motivation is extrinsic motivation, extrinsic. Uh, The way I remember extrinsic is E for external. It's kind of outside of us, right? So this is when you do something, you take action in order to attain some sort of external outcome or reward. What are a few examples of that, uh, Brian?
1: Yeah, I I know for some of us, and I'm including including myself as well, so sometimes you're motivated and sometimes it's a short-term motivation, right, the spark bit uh, at the beginning is like you know, sometimes you're motivated to finish your job because the client is saying, or the customer is saying, come on, like you past your deadline. So, a kind of a fear motivation as well. So, an external person could be the client putting some pressure on you to finish the job or, you know, uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Or yeah. to get the, money, the, the job out, you know, sooner so that you can get the cash to pay your bills. That's an external uh, motivator.
0: Yeah. Great example. Great examples. On a personal level, it's things like, exercising to lose weight Um, and I know it's you that loses the weight but it is still kind of an external thing it's extrinsic by the terms of of this definition you know learning learning a language to impress your friends or getting the job finished on time to avoid getting yelled at by the client um, those sorts of things it's also two things like money financial gain maybe there's some kind of benefit that you're going to get extra benefit that you're going to gain from from doing the thing a perk for doing it so that's an extrinsic motivator and most people will very easily come up with extrinsic motivators lists of those of why they're doing the thing it's like oh well i need the money i'm doing this for the job i um, i'm going to get like an award for it or i'm going to lose weight or i'm going to get a medal or whatever it is it's very easy often to come up with extrinsic motivators and they're good things to have. They're good things. Yet the second type of motivator is a little bit more powerful. And we'll talk about that one next. So the second type of motivator is intrinsic motivator. So I like to remember that one, intrinsic, like internal. And this is more about finding that internal drive for um, success or it's linked to having a real sense of purpose or meaning. It's really about doing something because it feels good to you and that's notice the feeling element to that there's a an inherent satisfaction rather than an external consequence it's about you know thinking about when somebody's intrinsically motivated they move to act Maybe for the fun of it or the challenge of it, rather than because of the reward that comes. Like, who, Brian, have you ever been motivated because you think, wow, I want to do that thing because it sounds really exciting to me and I'm, I'm up for solving the problem?
1: That's why I do what I do. <laughs> I, 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 you know, as we're talking, like, I'm motivated by the more complicated stuff. Because I don't know. I guess it's a bit of a challenge, and um, yeah. so yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And so it's that those. It's like it's when you take on the client because they've got a really challenging job, and you know that you're going to feel really good about solving that, or you love the 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 journey of the solving of the problem for the client.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Even maybe it's around the feel good looking at what you've done, knowing you've provided for a better community. I know many landscapers that just love changing the face of the community or or street and seeing the joy on the client's face and they feel really good about it.
1: Yeah, it's, and sometimes I hear, I love the feeling of when I've completed a job knowing I've done a good job.
0: Yeah, so there we go. So there's a validation they're getting uh, uh, linking to self-worth and purpose. Yeah. I like that. So it's, you know, things like achieving goals you've set yourself and feeling really good about it. It's not because you're being externally pressured or there's an external reward or, you know, I, I often hear business owners will say, oh, I'm going to motivate my team by offering them lunch on Friday or beer and bar, you know, pizza and beers on Friday night or um, maybe there's some kind of bonus I can give them. Now, I'm not saying it, not any of those things aren't worth doing whatsoever. Yet, research has shown that intrinsic motivation can increase the likelihood of anyone doing something or in particular achieving a goal by about 20%. It's to have intrinsic motivation. So if somebody is only extrinsically motivated, then it's likely they might be showing up and and their productivity could, I guess, be less than what you would like it to be. And they're probably not feeling as good about what they're doing, so they might Be you know have have that lethargy or disinterest in what they're doing at points.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: There's one other sort of motivation which is an interesting one, and intrinsic extrinsic. Sorry, extrinsic intrinsic. And then the third source is interestingly family. Tell us a bit more about that one.
1: Look, uh, you know, being being a family man, being a dad of two two kids, I I know you know, and when you speak to other parents, there's nothing greater in terms of I guess reward responsibility than being a parent and for a lot of us family is is the motivator in fact we would do you know a lot if not you know give up you know most things uh for our family and so we're and, and a lot of us are just driven by you know protecting our family or giving our family more than p- potentially what we had and so in extrinsic and intrinsic motivations and then having family as a separate one, it's it's so powerful that it should be separated as a as a motivator. And so um yeah so if you can understand the family side of motivation, not just for yourself and how it how it motivates you and where it actually comes from and what it looks like and feels like to you. But again from a team perspective, do you know? I guess my question to you is how well do you know your team members' motivation levels in terms of extrinsic, intrinsic, and their family motivations?
0: Yes, such a good question, Brian. It, it, it's not, we would love to know that all of our team members are deeply committed to and intrinsically motivated and find a strong sense of purpose in doing the job that they're doing. And and that's a whole vision, mission, and values conversation as well, uh, which we're not going to go into today. Yet uh, for many, sometimes they do find a struggle to really find a sense of purpose in what they're doing. And so that's not it's not all bad. What you'll probably find at that point that they they feel a sense of motivation by caring for, being able to provide for their family and or loved one, loved ones. And so understanding that about your team and talking about that and connecting with them on what motivates them and why they show up every day will be a way in which you can constantly ground them and why they're doing what they're doing. And maybe you talk about what, uh, if, they, if you know that they're motivated by providing for their family, you know that their family matters to them. And so maybe there's a conversation around what they value in their family and what the family values are. And you can start beginning to link those through to what um, how that can play out and how they show up in, in their job and how that links to your business values. So there's all those sorts of conversations that happen. So I guess the, the takeaways from this conversation is think about think about your team members, think about yourself, and consider the three types of motivators. The action that you could take is to open conversation with them around what motivates them, and it could be around what makes you feel good about doing this job, or what like you know why, why do you show up? This you could even just say, "Hey, I listened to this podcast, and there's three types of motivators." Let's chat about those things, and you'll learn about them.
1: Yeah, because uh, that was one of the questions that came up when we we spoke about this with with some of our uh, our clients and our group. Is okay. This sounds great, but then how do I introduce this to my team? I've never really had this kind of a conversation, and I'd feel a little bit awkward just going, "Hey, are you intrinsic or extrinsic, or you know what motivates you, mate?" And, then, <laughs> and then, hang on, where is that coming from? So yeah, so what, what what are your thoughts about you know how? Um, we might be able to introduce it to, you know, to our team members?
0: It's a, it, yeah, it's a good question. I think sometimes in a way what you can do is do what I've said is I've listened to a podcast and learned these things and I want to share them with you because I think we can all learn from them and yeah. have a chat and maybe it's at your weekly toolbox meeting you have with your team. You you bring some something different. I'm going to change it up this week. I listened to this the other day and it really got me thinking, let's have a chat. Maybe when you're out on site with somebody, you just back up a conversation about why you do what you do and ask them. There'll be ways in which you can weave this into conversation and, and start connecting in. And if anything, what I would also recommend that you start doing is just listening. Mm. Yeah, listening. Um, and in fact, I think, uh, Brian, there was something, there was the, the, the quote that I heard you mention many times before mm. we hit the chord on this podcast, which was what?
1: seek first to understand before being understood
0: perfect and that that just rolls in beautifully here in understanding through listening and listening to the language they use and what they talk about that matters to them and maybe you ask them and connect and you hear their feeling-based words around what's lit them up about doing the job and when you notice motivation um, and productivity dropping off start some conversations and constantly bring these Bring them back to why they're doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a key thing, constantly bringing it back because it's not just a one-off conversation. Oh, yeah, I know what they're motivated by. Remember, motivation is on and off, right? And, and it, you know, people are going to, you know, hopefully open up and be more honest about what actually motivates them and hopefully you'll be able to understand and get to know them more in that sense. Uh, it's not a one-off thing. It's, a, you know, I, I I believe it should be some a conversation that should be had both as a team, but perhaps even on a one-on-one basis as well, and let it be normal to talk about these sort of things.
0: Yeah, such uh, such powerful, powerful uh, words, and I, I absolutely, um, absolutely agree with everything you've said there. I think it's probably a great place to wind up the episode. I sense that we could be jumping down many other rabbit holes in just a moment. We'll keep those for for our next episode. So. Um, we'll finish this session, uh, This session, the podcast uh, here. Consider those, those three ways. If you've liked or uh, loved this episode, please feel free to share it, pass it on. This is certainly a, an episode that goes further than just trades. I mean, it applies to human beings, so you can share it far and wide. If you haven't yet joined our free Facebook group, Tradies and General Contractors Global, jump on in there um, on Facebook and we'd love to have you there. We do free trainings each week in there and there's there's lots more things going on in there. Other than that, keep keep, uh, keep tuning in. We're very grateful for your air every single week. It certainly keeps us motivated to show up and keep recording and, and bringing value to you. It's why we do what we do. So thanks for tuning in from wherever you are. Uh, we'll leave it there. Bye for now.